Welcome to New Hope Underground. Today's episode is entitled, Robodogs, and a guy named Red. And now here are your hosts, Darren Hansen and filling in for the vacationing Tyler Yoakum is Drew Hansen. It's underground time. It's underground. Remember we said we were going to say that last week? Yeah, I don't know why we forgot last week. We said it like in the middle of the podcast or at the end or something. It, didn't, it really was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, I like I like it in the beginning. It makes yeah. sense. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense at the beginning. Hey, it's underground time. Because it is, in fact. If you get to the end, you're like, it's underground time. It's like, well, no, the time's already gone, so it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, it is, in fact, time for underground. So. Hey, welcome. I'm Darren Hansen. And I'm Drew Hansen. Drew is still filling in for the vacationing, Tower Yoakum. Yeah. And we don't know exactly when he's coming back. I like to call myself a super sub. <laughs> so what'd you call it? Yeah. I called myself a super sub one time when I was substituting at school teaching. Yeah, super sub. Yeah, I had sixth graders and I, I what it taught me was I never want to do that. Like ever again. <laughs> well yeah, so, no, I get that. Sixth graders can be a... the principal even came into the room and watched me. I'm like, what in the world's going on? As a sub? Yeah, I was a sub, and I'm like, because I ha- I sent like, two, I think she was upset because I sent like two or three kids to her office. But anyway. Yeah, you can't do that. Well, I did, <laughs> because I wasn't going to put up with it. I was a sub, you know. So she comes in, sits down. Afterwards, I said, did I do something wrong? She goes, oh, no, no. She goes, honestly, I'm not here to, about anything you've done. It's just, this is one of the hardest classes we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, thank you very much for telling me ahead of time. Yeah, that's good ministry training right there. Yeah, it was yeah something like that. You could say that it was uh, it was good training about how to be like Jesus because I was crucified that day. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'll give you that one. Hey, thank you very much. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this whole pandemic thing, Ren. I don't know if anybody else is if that's been on their mind or not. Or what? What are you talking about? Yeah, this there's this virus that's out there right now Ooh, called like, coronavirus, named after a Mexican beer, which I never did really understand. Hmm. But it's uh, a weird sci-fi movie. It they said it came like. from China, not so I didn't really understand. Mm. But anyway, yeah, it is kind of like a sci-fi. Thing. Yeah, like a cheap B movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like like some people say uh, that that movie or Netflix show Pandemic. Have you heard of that? I Apparently think it I've came heard out of it. I haven't, before I haven't this seen it. started, and is it like? Bill Gates funded it or something. <laughs> it's like foreshadowing. Yes. Okay. Because he was planning on releasing the pandemic, and so mm-hmm. he, he's like, why not have a show? It's really all right. about trying to get ratings. Right. This is this seems like I need to fact check some of this. Oh, man, there are so <laughs> many there are so many conspiracy theories out there about yeah? this whole pandemic. Okay. But I think I have narrowed it down as to why it got started. You have. Yes, like, I have. Through your own powers of the investi- investigative journalism at have its finest. Have you seen out there right now what's hot out there is the different types of masks you can buy now? Uh, yeah, like different kinds, like like different styles? Yeah, I mean, you can you, you can buy one like with your favorite NHL team logo on it. Sure. Yeah, I saw some. I thought about getting a St. Louis Blues mask. Yeah, you look like a goalie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just like those, you know, regular masks you're supposed to wear in public right now. Okay. And but people are making a fortune over these masks. I mean, they have to be, right? Oh yeah, there's like I'm sure there's like designer masks now. Designer masks. There's even a mask out right now for beachwear. I'm not what? even joking. It's what does supposed that mean? to match. It matches the. It matches the uh, design or whatever is on your on your your uh, swimsuit. Not even joking. Okay, well, I mean, might as well take advantage of a pandemic. Jeez, people. Well, see, this is what I'm getting at. My conspiracy theory is that the people who just felt like they just had no place in this world selling a few masks here and there or selling maybe hand sanitizer every once in a while, they were like, we've had enough, all right? Okay. We need to start something that's going to promote us, you know, bring us to the top. So now you can't even buy a mask. Yeah, I mean... People are making their own. And yeah. You had hand sanitizer. Purell, what in the world's going on there? I wish I would have had some stock in Purell. So you think the reason that we even have coronavirus is really just these like small corporations that are like, man, we need to get our product moving. We're sitting on a warehouse of masks. Bingo. Okay. We need to get this moving. Tired of being the little guy in the corner that gets pushed around. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to play ball with the big boys. Right. No, that you makes know? sense. I mean, that's the American dream. Next thing you know, you're going to see somebody 
on the Elon Musk kind of level that's going to come out of the mask industry or the the hand sanitizer industry. It's kind of brilliant. I mean, if you look at it, you know, minus the whole, you know, thousands of people dying thing. Yeah. (laughs) Minus that whole part. Like, it's kind of a brilliant business move. Like, we weren't talking about masks, face masks before this. See, that's my point. Yeah. Now it's an everyday conversation. I know. And people are like, where did did you get your mask? I got a Gucci mask. Yeah. See, now people, giving giving people the opportunity, they will separate themselves mm-hmm. in some sort of form or fashion. Mm-hmm. We, shall, we shall become elitist, and no matter what you give us, right. we, we'll, we'll find a way. Right. So now it's going to be what kind of mask you have. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Maybe I can look into, uh, like, maybe there's, like, sub-genres of mask wearers. So, like... yeah. Are there like hipster masks out there? Yeah, you got your hot topic mask. Goth masks. <laughs> you got your you got your Gucci mask. You got your preppy mask. You got your preppy mask. Okay. And yeah, you got country your, masks. Like, yeah, you got your country mask. Yeah. John yeah. Deere logos, I'm sure. Little uh Brad Paisley mask <laughs> with actual Paisley. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Really? I mean I'm I'm giving some ideas out there too. I don't want to be just a conspiracy theorist. I also want to propagate a little bit of my own business, you know. Right. So are you are you going to start your own mask company then? Nah. No. Okay. No, I just want to be a consultant. Oh, I see. To give ideas like the Paisley mask, you You're, know, to you, the country You are people. a pandemic consultant for businesses. Well, I didn't start it, but I definitely want to capitalize. Right. That's just that's what I'm the American at. way. Because man. I think the people who started, that's exactly what was on their mind. Mm-hmm. So if you can't beat so them, they, join them. So they started... The, the virus themselves. Yeah, I, I think so. I think what you're going to find is that most all the mask companies and hand sanitizer companies and everybody who would profit off this all have their corporate headquarters in a little place in China. That's that's what I believe. Okay. And they just kind of sit around at lunch one day and it's like, you know what we could do? Release something. See, you this know, sort of this, virus. this is real news. This is it. This is it. This is it. Real news is about my speculative nature. That's nah. real news comes out of my speculations. Well, I, I think, I think, yeah, Walter Cronkite said that originally. <laughs> <laughs> good night and good news. And that was my opinion. Thank that, you. That's just kind of my take on it. <laughs> well, the way I look at it is most news is opinion. So why not just throw mine in the ring? You know, <laughs> at it this is. point, I mean, if you can get your voice heard, that's half the battle. Well, it's like you and I were talking about last week. Real news is like the news I read every week here on Underground because there's no agenda. Yeah. What agenda is there to a pit bull going 109 miles an hour? Oh, driving the car? The yes. dark, yeah. I mean, what agenda is there to a yule goat being built in Sweden and then burning it down every single year for the last 46 years? No, there's no agenda to this kind of news. Dude, my favorite was the uh, all those. What animal was it? They in, they overtook that town in Wales or whatever. Yeah, the sheep. The sheep. The goats. There were goats. Was it another goat story? Yeah, it was another goat story. Yeah. What is it with lots goats? Of goats? I don't know, but I'm all about them. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, we had one story a long time ago about a kangaroo that was hopping through Wisconsin, and uh, they, they lost him. They couldn't find him anywhere. So, so is he still out there? Uh, we th- we're trying to figure out where he came from. Like, Let's have Some a- guy was just like holding on to this kangaroo. He, he bought him off the black market, like kangaroos are us or something, and then he just lets him go because he's like, I'm tired of dealing with him, and he's just bouncing he, around he Wisconsin. He abandoned a kangaroo? Well, I had to. Where'd he come from? It's not like he bounced from Australia all the way to Wisconsin. He it's did. not like they breed in Wisconsin. Hmm. Maybe. I think he had to come from some. Somebody just dumped him out of their car like they do a stray cat. Maybe. Man, I would have hated to have been in that car. Like, <laughs> it's like a kangaroo going berserk in the car. I know. Tell me about it. Your Your only option is to just abandon him on the side of the road. And what if he was one of those boxing kangaroos? Yeah, not good. Anyway, I'm not sure how we got on that topic. Uh, of course, then again, I'm not sure why we do any of the topics that we do here on This Duel is Underground. Underground time. Buckle up. But keeping in line, I'm going to kind of get back to where we were uh, with the pandemic. Oh, yeah. Keeping in line with that, I have noticed uh, some very unique uh, social distancing enforcement that is going on in our world today. Mm-hmm. And most of this stuff is happening in the Far East. Uh, I was reading a, a, an article that in Singapore right now, they have... Robo dogs. I am all in on this. What is it? They're robot dogs that hang out in the local parks. Yep. And they walk around, literally, I've seen the video of it, walking around the parks in Singapore, and they basically yell in a woman's voice, in a kind woman's voice, to reminding people to social distance. 
and that it's serious, go home if you're, you know, don't be in groups. Now, that is brilliant. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, let me hear your you tell your us take. why you no, feel no, like... No, no, let me hear your take. That's just my initial response. Well, when I watched the video, there's like maybe half dozen people in the park, and there's this robot dog that must have cost a million dollars on its own. That's awesome. I, I know what it is. It's just a bunch of... Uh, geeks who work for the park district who are like, hey, we, we want to spend this money. <laughs> we want a robo-dog. <laughs> and once this whole thing passes over, they can use the robot dog for something else. Oh, yeah. That's what they cool. really wanted. Oh, like like what? I don't know, but I'm waiting to see what happens. He's going to be the, the governing uh, robot dog? It's really incredible. You should look it take up. take over? There was another small village in the Philippines where the councilman... Mm-hmm. of the village wanted to warn people about the dangers of of the covid telling people to social distance and wash their hands and they did so by you know which makes sense to me on may 4th of this year uh, dressed up like darth vader and stormtroopers and walked through the village reminding people what to do and handing out little gift bags well, that's that's good which i find ironic yeah but may the 4th be with you. See? Oh, it was Star Wars Star Day. Trek. Yeah, and in the Philippines, they used the Star Trek people, the Star Wars people, <laughs> Darth Vader uh, going around, and which I find hilarious that he's going around talking about COVID when he breathes like. Yeah, he definitely has some respiratory issues. <laughs> <laughs> Always find that kind of funny. But yeah, so people they were using that to kind of enforce the social distancing. Okay, and stuff so it's kind of like they're like a modern day. It's kind of like a modern day Smokey the Bear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except it's, it's Darth Vader or a robotic dog. So a lot of none of these states and around the United States, people are you know arguing back and forth about how much the police should get involved in trying to enforce all this these rules that mm-hmm. we have for health reasons. Uh, but I think that we need to follow the Far East, you know, Robo Dogs, Darth Vader, and Stormtroopers. See, I think that's that's brilliant. I just, it's interesting. I think that sheds light on just kind of where our country's at. Our initial reaction is, all right, military involvement, uh, police um, enforcement, or um, you know, some other extreme measure. Look, bring in the tanks. But I mean, these Asian countries are like, eh, how about a dog that speaks like a woman? Yeah, and you know, and you know what else? These robot dogs and Darth Vader and Stormtrooper. You know what else they're doing? They're telling people to wear masks. Who's behind this? Hmm. Ah. Uh, See, this all ties it together. All connects. All comes back. It all connects. And but I, I do applaud their ingenuity. You know, I, I do applaud uh, how unique it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who else has a, a robot dog? That is that. I'm going to spend my life chasing that you should i want a robot dog you really should yeah come covid or no covid yeah either way Drew I'm getting one. is getting a robot mm-hmm. dog i've got a, i've got a couple real ones but i need a robot just do me one favor drew if you ever get a robot dog mm-hmm. only use it for good hey welcome to the spotlight now we haven't done the spotlight in quite a while The spotlight is an opportunity for me to just kind of grill somebody so you can get to know them better. And we've done that with a lot of our church staff and a lot of just friends of the program, that kind of thing. And another friend of the program is here with us, Deacon Faulkner. Hey, what's up, Deacon? Hey, what's going on, guys? Now, I invited Deacon in. He's just a friend. He's Drew and Deacon are good friends. And I said, hey, we need to have have Deacon in. And he's even going to maybe maybe help out Drew on Culture Comet coming up that you're going to listen to in a little bit. So we want to give you an opportunity to kind of get to know Deacon a little bit, his personality. So anyway, Deacon, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you're married. I'm married. I don't have kids, but we're on the way to having kids, working on it. That's awesome. Um, I always like to say that I've got kids, though, because I'm a teacher. So I teach, you know, probably 100 to 120 students every year. And it, in all honesty, it feels like you've got a bundle full of kids whenever you come home. Uh, you think about them. I literally find myself, like, telling my wife stories of, like, oh, hey, uh, little Timmy today, he, he came into school. He washed his hands for the first time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the only the problem is I teach, it's about time. Yeah, but the only problem is I teach high school. So, um, but no, uh, you know, we're building a house right now. Uh 
I feel like it's becoming an adult in a weird way. Like I, I, we, we bought a house in town, but building a house is, it's, it's a, it's a real, real stretch. Now, how old are you and how long have you been married? So I'm 27 years old. I'm turning 28 in a couple weeks. Uh, and, uh, my wife's the same age as me. Uh, I graduated from Effingham high school in 2010. Uh, so Tyler Yoakum and I are classmates. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. There you go. We played soccer together for a really long time. Uh, I actually grew up in Effingham. Uh, I went to New Hope for a majority of my life. Uh, Drew and I were talking about it today, going, uh, and kind of walking around the facility and seeing some of the old stuff. And it's like, you know, I grew up here. There's, I told him there's like blood, sweat, and tears that literally went into this place. That's but, awesome. Yeah, no, uh, it's everybody's trying to get used to this whole quarantine thing. Uh, I got a new job, so transitioning from. Uh, now, what were you teaching? I was teaching at Robinson, uh, so I would drive an hour every day from. Oh my goodness, Effingham. yeah, that's a drive. But you know, uh, everybody probably hears the same thing. You know, teaching jobs are hard to find, and once you find a good one, you know, you need to stick with it. And that's what I did for the last five years. But you know, this next year, since I said we're building a house, uh, we're going to be moving to the Neoga area, and I'll be teaching in Neo High School. So I'm I'm really excited about that. Well, fantastic. So you're you're now teaching in the high school that Drew actually graduated from, and my wife, and yeah. your wife graduated, and from. actually. Uh, just a funny story, bringing back up Tyler Yoakum. Tyler Yoakum brought me to a date one time with him at Nyoga Gym in high school. Uh, he was very nervous, and he didn't want to go by himself, so he needed a buddy to go with him, so I decided to go with him. What and, a buddy. And that's, yeah, it's history, man. <laughs> so you got a lot of ties here. I'd, li- I'd like and to say, a lot of, yeah. know a lot of people, so. Oh, the New Hope yeah. family, they'll, they'll always be my family. I, I told Drew earlier, I said, you know, Wayne Donsbach is my insurance agent, and I, f- I say that proudly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I tell you what, the, also now that you're going to be helping out on underground a little bit, uh, you need to understand that we are global, okay? Even though people from Effingham listen to us, I mean, we got people from all over the world listening to us. Your voice is going to be echoed through through the whole the whole globe. Hope you understand that. We're going global, the responsibility folks. of that. I love that. It's incredible. Yeah. So tell me, what do you love to do? What are some of your favorite things? Uh, I like to hunt. I like to fish. I spend a lot of time outdoors. Uh, I, uh, what? Really... You're a guy that lives in Southern Illinois. You like hunting and fishing? Oh my gosh! I know it. It doesn't sound unique. <laughs> I guess anywhere else it would be unique, but no. I I like to be a person that lives in Southern Illinois. No, uh, I really like cooking. Um, you know, I do all of the cooking in my house. Uh, cook what you catch. I cook what I catch. I uh, actually, that's something I'm really passionate about too. Is the whole farm to table thing, the whole idea of, you know, whatever you're putting in your body is fuel for you. So, uh, I actually have feeder cows too, uh, with my father. Oh, wow. That's something that's, Oh no. Have you seen, uh, Polly Shore in Southern law? I have not. Okay. You've got to watch this. I've movie. never, I, I'm, 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 I'm almost proud to say I've never watched a Polly Shore movie, but, uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, Darren. I'm sorry. I'm if, really okay. Sorry. I feel like most nineties kids have some type of like, Really hardcore bass in Poly Shore, like majority of the See, that makes sense. Days. I'm an 80s guy, so I, you know, I by the time I got to that age, I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on actually. But any so, Son in Law is basically about this like kid from the city that comes in and he, he's from California and he, you know, goes to this really rural town and and he's he's like a fish out of water. And that's kind of how I felt basically like getting involved in farming and stuff like that. You know, I grew up in the city, sure, uh, sure, but going more and moving out in the country, I've had to learn things like that. My wife is a farm girl, so it's it's been a joy to get involved with family stuff like that. And that's that's the, awesome. Oh, that's the coolest part and the weirdest part too about like the like quote unquote farm life is that just how family oriented it is. You know, we're going to be next to our neighbors to my in laws and I've told people that and they're like, You are you crazy? Are you crazy? <laughs> You're moving next door to your 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 in laws and they're like, yeah, like I'm I'm excited. I wish I could get my parents to move out by us. We Hashtag farm to. life. Hashtag farm life. <laughs> now you love soccer. Oh, I'm I'm a big footy fan. It's it's been hard this past couple of months because I'm a yeah. Liverpool fan. Uh, thank your son for that, but it's been really hard not watching <laughs> sport, any sports. In all honesty, uh, it you know the UFC fights were on the last weekend. Uh, I I caught those. Those are pretty good. Um, but I think I saw bags the other day that was on ESPN. They've been playing a lot of I bags. know. I've been, I saw that. Did you see the guys wearing the mask playing bags? No, just, I didn't see that part. I just, I just kind of away was... from it. Like yeah. <laughs> seeing the, seeing the concentration in the scowl, you know, really concentrate in that facial expression as they're following through. But now you don't get that. They're so, the sports places are so, I mean, the uh, channels and stuff are so hungry for sports. They're showing everything. South yeah. Korean baseball. Yeah. Bags tournaments. Michael Jordan picked the perfect time to go. Hey guys, do you remember about me? You guys remember how uh, good I was? Has there been a day in like the last month you have not heard Michael Jordan, heard about him? 
That's true. I will say something really embarrassing, though. I, I thought... I was going to find a really cool way to connect with my kids through these zoom calls and stuff like that. Oh, like I'm not a real, I'm not a huge basketball guy. Right. Uh, most of my basketball knowledge is from literally that era just because after the nineties, yeah. yeah, it was, it was the nineties. And then after that point, I just got really into soccer in high school. Um, but I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to talk about it with my kids. I'm going to, I'm going to see what they know. And I brought it up in like a zoom conference with about like 20 kids. And I go, yeah, you guys know like MJ and like the new documentary. And they're like, which MJ, like Michael Jackson, <laughs> and and then they're like, they're like, there's a documentary no about Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan, and they're like, who's Michael? Jo-? Who? They really don't. Yeah. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, like Michael Jordan is more of like Ronald McDonald, yeah. where he's he's like yeah. he's an icon to where they're just like, oh, that's just a character. Like right. Michael Jordan doesn't exist. But you know, it really is interesting. It also, gives me a little hope for the future that there's some new stuff that's going to be coming up. You know, people just have no clue about last 20 30 years oh but it hurts because they should know because once you watch the documentary you realize you're like oh the lebron conversation it's done with it's over and done with mj is better than lebron there's some here yeah well i agree but there's good and bad i just mean like it's interesting to see some of these young kids starting off with like kind of wide-eyed and almost a new no sense of our history it's almost a good thing in some ways yeah that's that's something crazy too john with with all the internet that we have and that they don't have that knowledge of our quote unquote like history or even pop culture history, it's interesting to think about how that would or wouldn't affect them. The kids these days, if I'm being honest, they they really do their own thing. They, I mean, they really they don't let the things like I did growing up. Like my dad's one of my best friends. My dad is like my best friend. Like I love that guy. I hang out with my dad all the time. Like he the th- the stuff that he does influences me so much. But now with kids you know, their parents and what they do, it does influence them, but not the way that like a YouTube influencer, like they're the, it's the name now. It's like a YouTube, it's an Instagram influencer. Interesting. Like parents yeah. don't have that type of influence anymore. I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, I'm not a parent yet. Like I said, but who knows? I don't know. Interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. Give me like two quick things of, of, uh, that you love about these high school kids. Two quick things I love about one is their like willingness to learn because as like I hang around with other adults or even like I'm a young adult, I still consider myself a young adult. Like I've decided like I'm not, I'm just not going to learn things anymore. Sure. Like I'll I'll realize that people bring new stuff to me and I'm like, I I reject it really quickly because I'm like, well, I know what I know and I'm just going to keep doing what I do. So that's one real cool thing. And the second thing is probably just kids. I feel like at the heart of it, they're good. And like what you said, they haven't been tainted yet by like society as a whole. So I I always give the speech to my kids, especially the juniors. I always say, you guys, you guys are in this weird spot where you're not children. You're not adults yet, but you want to be treated like adults. You don't want to be treated like children. And you're in this like weird spot of adolescence where it's just like, it's, it's really, really hard to figure things out. But I like that. Like, I love that because they're figuring out who they are. And like, as a young adult, it's kind of cool to see people like, try things try to reach for their dreams like you're literally right at the beginning that's awesome. of, of yeah. life I, that's why i love it no that's awesome you and i could probably have a hour conversation about that because i used to be a youth pastor over so many years and this whole idea of adolescence is something america dreamed up well i mean that's really interesting yeah, that's, in and of itself that's something that i even coming like back into church today and and seeing stuff that's something i told you like i would not trade the any of my upbringing because of just like the type of community that is right. is built like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be a church like if you think about like your your youth like like softball leagues or things like that like it's just those types of relationships are awesome that's awesome man hey it's been good getting to know you a little bit here with for everybody to hear and you're going to be helping out drew with some culture comment so that's going to be awesome and so uh anyway that was deacon faulkner now uh, you'll get to know him a little bit more but we're going to get ready for our two-minute drill you know what the two-minute drill is Deacon? i have no idea but i'm ready for it basically i'm going to give you i'm going to fire questions at you just answer them whatever comes off the top of your head as fast as we can we go for around two minutes i don't like make i'm not a stickler for the time but uh, that's why i call it two-minute drill it comes out approximately about two minutes we'll get ready for that in just one moment and now it is time for the two-minute drill had to pick one island to visit. Hawaii. Best candy bar in the world. Mm, mounds. Favorite explorer in history. Ooh, Napoleon. Rather spend a day with Kurt Vonnegut or Ernest Hemingway. Ernest Hemingway. Coolest animal in the world. Liger. 
Weirdest thing you ever ate? Toadale. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Like what do you recently? mean? Recently? <laughs> what do you mean recently? <laughs> <laughs> I mean like I mean like I had a hangnail on my toe. I didn't have you a ate clipper. It? Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Give an example of a gerund. Mr. English teacher. Yeah, I'm trying to think of this. You can't put an English teacher on a spot with a Jaren. Uh, I was trying to think of a Jaren. Uh, to the end of the couch, I went. Okay. Which part's the Jaren? The end. Okay, thank you. Ninja or pirate? Pirate. Okay. Why? Uh, I love actually reading about pirates, and I know a lot about pirates. A lot of people don't realize that, like, so each country has their own like little bit of history and the cool part about the united states is like that's kind of our history like our like quote unquote like mythology is pirates because and well in the like the late 1800s most people don't realize <laughs> how much how much like actual gold was like running off the coast of like north carolina and south carolina there are stories constantly about people that will be going out in boats and like they'll find literally millions of dollars worth, worth of like spanish gold bullion and they're like why is there why is there gold well it's because gotcha. yeah and you love Johnny pirates. okay oh, moving yeah. on free association time Word or phrase that comes to your mind immediately when I say these things. Ready? Yes. The Tiger King. Bad fashion. Chelsea Football Club. Used to be my favorite team. Robot Dogs. Jimmy Neutron. Drew Hansen. Gorgeous. Neapolitan Ice Cream. Should be thrown in the trash. C.S. Lewis. Uh, Not as good as his best friend. Canada. Eh. Techno music. Actually, I love techno music. There you go. You answered that one correctly. So that was good. I appreciate that. <laughs> As if there's right and wrong answers. Okay. Now, getting back to some of the other questions. If you had to name a cat, would it be Catrick Swayze or Mr. Giggles? Catrick Swayze. My goodness. Ride in a biplane or a blimp? Neither. Well, you got to pick one. Uh, I'm scared of heights and I don't like flying. <laughs> if you had to be in one. I guess a blimp, because if I died in a blimp, it'd be a You cool could probably story. hide in the middle back there somewhere. You uh, wouldn't even know. Uh, a blimp. blimp. Biplane would be kind of hard to hide. Yeah. Okay, when you were a kid, the number one thing you wanted to be when you grew up? A blue fire truck. A blue... <laughs> no, like... <laughs> you wanted to be an inanimate object. Yeah, like, it was a... Tr- it was a Transformers generation, you know? Um, you want to be a transforming a transforming blue fire truck. Yeah, yeah. Not just a blue fire truck. I get, Well, I told the teacher the same thing. Like, I wanted to be a blue fire truck. They gave me the same look as you. Uh, I've been treated this way my whole life, so I'm not. I'm used to this. Well, thank you for the two-minute drill, Deacon. We got to know you a lot better right Thanks, there. Guys. And one thing I do know is that someday, maybe if you just wish hard enough, you'll become that blue fire truck you've always wanted to be. Hasn't happened yet, but we've got some life to live. Hello and welcome to Culture, Culture Comment. Hey, that was pretty good synchronization. Hey, we practiced that. It took us about 16 takes. And one and two and three. They, they don't know. <laughs> the listeners don't know that. That was the first take. It's Drew's Culture Comment. Hey, where we talk about culture and I comment on it. Of course you do. And because of what we have learned through uh, all our statistics and analytics is that people want this. Right. Underground Nation wants this, epi- right. this part you, of the episode. And you got to give the people what they want. I mean, the, exactly. the hard facts, the hard data support this. So there's no disputing. So listen, you might learn something. Right. Um, today we have with us, uh, you, you heard him earlier in the episode, my good friend, dearest friend in the world, Mr. Deacon Faulkner. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Drew. Hey, man. Hey, that's Deacon so Faulkner. official. Thanks, guys. I think this is good because this is kind of an extension of kind of Deacon and I's relationship just Most in definitely. general. Yeah. Because we just kind of rant about culture and that's pretty much what we do. We sit at your kitchen table. You I know. think that's what most friends do. We we spend most of the time in the kitchen. We both love to cook. Yeah. We both end up literally talking about very, very cultured things, I guess you could say. Yeah, we're very high cultured. Well, that's, that's awesome. I, I actually have an ulterior all, but... motive for having Deacon on. 
New what, Hope Underground. What's that? Ooh. Uh, because it's a church. I mean, you have to have a guy named Deacon. Come on. That's true. Oh, I get so much Sweet. of that. Especially like, okay, so I go to I go to Catholic services. I go to Mass uh-huh. on Saturdays. And obviously, that's the number one joke I get from uh, De- the elderly crowd. Deacon, up. Deacon. Oh, Deacon, Deacon. Oh, Deacon, Deacon. Deacon, Deacon. Nice to see you. <laughs> when are you going to be a Deacon, Deacon? Is there an echo? Yeah. Well, every time it's, I hear the word, every time I hear a name Deacon, all I can think of is Bill and Ted with Deacon losing Napoleon. Yeah, that's the, all I can. That's the little, yeah. little brother Deacon, you ditched Napoleon. <laughs> that's actually what Betty, Betty and I, uh, whenever we worked together at Joe Sippers, Betty would always say that to me. Always first, say. first thing in the morning, we'd be going in like at five o'clock in the morning, and that's when I get thrown my way, and it just put a big smile, big yeah. smile on my face. That's awesome. Well, we're glad you're here. Thanks, guys. I'm really happy to be here. I like your perspective on culture, so I'm like, I gotta have him with me. Well, of culture course. Combat. What is the culture common anyway today? Well, okay, I kind of want to start this off. Basically, um, well, it's pretty obvious that the world's kind of um, a little on edge right now. What? Yeah, the whole say. whole COVID thing. It's crazy. And I know we talk about that a lot. It's kind of hard not to. But um, That's pretty much a part of our lives and, and the news the cycle world. every well, single Well, it's, it's not very often when something happens and the whole world is affected by it. Exactly. You, you yeah. can't avoid it. I mean, it's it's something that you literally cannot avoid. Yeah. Um, so what's pretty common with with Christians and and that I see at least on social media is that they're t- they're starting to tie these links between what's the pandemic, the global pandemic and maybe some of what might be they might consider it kind of signs of the the last days, the end times. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's you can kind of see that. I mean, you can see why people would it, which, which I think is true just about of anything that seems like a global problem. Any sort of, um, you know, yeah. catastrophic event. And this is true just not, not only of our age, but of ages past. I mean, I've heard, I've read writers who have written things about, hey, we're in the last days because of the oh Black gosh, Plague, yes. when the Black Plague yeah, was going through yeah. Europe and mm-hmm. different things. like. So I understand uh, why people would uh, you know, would think that. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a very natural thing to do. Um, however, I, I think there's, I mean, as much as that's a totally valid opinion, um, maybe this is just me and this is just how I, this is Drew's culture comment. So it's just yeah, how, it's I, view the, it's comment, how I, it's how I view the it's world. Roll it out, man. But I'm like, it, there's a lot of things going on in the world that make me, um, hope that Jesus is coming back <laughs> soon. <laughs> Amen. I got you. <laughs> And yeah. Which I, we should all be hoping for, but you're just saying there are certain things that are going on in our culture today some, that make you go, come Lord Jesus. Yeah, um, in a lot, oh yeah, I think everybody said that. <laughs> I, recently, I mean, in a, light, in a lighthearted, nice like way, but I, I think that's a good thing to, I think that's a, like we all discussed, it's a good thing to have in mind, but... Oh yeah. Just take it with a grain yeah. of <laughs> Well, you, you may not think what, what I have to say is so nice, but... <laughs> oh, I'm sure. So you, what you're saying is, basically what you're saying is your comment on culture today is you have you have some things you want to list off for us that you're just kind of I don't know fed up with you're just like man I hope we're in the last times <laughs> Yeah a lot of my my wife says I'm very cynical and this may no. come Yeah I'd like to say I, I learned it from my dad. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my. Your mother is way more cynical than me. Yeah. If, if you're cynical, I, yeah, I know. what does that say for the rest of us? Maybe, yeah, maybe we don't have the healthiest friendship because I feel like we're just, we're both just <laughs> cynical. I feel, but, but we, it always ends up with us talking about like, how can we improve things? How can things yeah. improve? For sure. Yeah. And I think um, that's kind of where. So there's a positive end to it. I think so that's it's, not, it's not pure cynicism. Yeah. That's the that's kind of the yeah. point of Drew's culture comment. I'd yeah. like to think is like, yeah, there's some stuff that maybe kind of grinding our gears, so to speak. But you love that phrase, grinding, grinding our, gears. our gears. I know, I know, it's a great phrase. <laughs> family guy, yeah, family guy talked about that too. Okay, so I just kind of have a few reasons we want to talk about. Let's just throw them out one by one and, and see what happens. Uh, maybe you guys have um, experienced this as well. Um, first reason why I'm, I'm hoping Jesus comes back is I'm tired of the busy drive-thrus oh that you God. see. Oh, no joke. Welcome to Effingham. Yeah. I mean, it was already like, I always joke that, that Effingham is kind of one big like uh, truck stop or fast food restaurant. Oh my, yeah. Well, well Effingham is known for its hotels yeah. and I mean, crossroads uh, in America. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot now, of restaurants. now that you can't even go in, it's just every, I mean, no one's going to cook at home, you know, that like... Like they're gonna stop. Drive-throughs are drive-thru. always busy. Yep. Every single restaurant. Yep. 
I mean, if you go like two or three, it's not as bad, but no one eats at two or three. Now, let me ask you guys. Don't we need a Chick-fil-A? Oh, my. Yeah, I think that that would be the sign that, that Jesus has returned. Okay, now let's say you had to trade like three restaurants that we currently have in Effingham, in Effingham in for Effingham. a Chick-fil-A. That's easy. That's okay, go easy. ahead. McDonald's because we have three. So you just get rid of one. I, be, I, I would get rid of all three. three. I would get rid of all <laughs> three. Yeah, McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. Or Subway, Subway, man. Subway. No, yeah, I'm just no kidding. Time. I love McDonald's, Subway. man, a dollar Coke. I mean, come on. Um, McDonald's, Coke. Burger King, and Arby's for me. Just that strip right there. Okay, just the whole, just take those out. What about you, Drew? Well, that's a good idea, though, Deacon. Like, you could put one giant Chick-fil-A palace there. <laughs> it's all about location yeah. for you. Um, I'd say I'd get rid of Steak and Shake. Not a big fan. If you work there, I'm sorry. I've always had great service there. Well, we're not but... commenting on anybody who works there. We got some fantastic no, we, service we, people we in Effingham. Effingham has the best. They really do. Yeah. Customer service in Effingham is great. Tip uh, well, folks. Tip yeah, well. Please. Yeah, especially right now. No matter what restaurant I'd it say, is, even if they don't get tips, give them a tip anyway. Yeah, I'd say Steak and Shake probably. Um, I'm sorry. Burger King, you have to go. <laughs> have it your way. Um, yeah, the best thing they've done is the chicken nugget fries. You know that? Oh, oh those yes. rock, yeah. Yeah, and that's the best thing they've done. <laughs> and that's that's saying something. Um, like you boiled down their entire company. That's, that's that's the best thing they've done the entire time they've been open. I know. Well, that's What's just, your third one? Hmm, if I had to choose a third one, it... Um, Denny's. Denny's, okay. Yeah. We had two of them. We've got a couple of them in town, yeah. yeah. Now, a lot of people, if you're listening to our voices and you live in a bigger city, I mean, you're like laughing your head off because we're we're talking about the two Denny's that we have in town, you know. That's a big deal here in Effingham. It is. My three would be Long John Silver's Goodbye. Oh, yeah. I'm not so sure why anybody's, you know, would disagree with that. But anyway. Yeah, I kind of do. I like the clams. They use the same batter for everything. They're not real clams. You know they're not real clams. Even your receipt comes in the same batter. I've come to terms with I'm okay with that. (laughs) If I'm being honest, I know I go there knowing what I'm getting. Actually, I eat it too. But anyway, next one, but if I had to give some things up, I love all these places actually, but if I had to give it up, Chipotle would be next. No way, man. I know it's fairly new to our town. It's good. Everybody yeah. loves it. Every but we have so many great Mexican restaurants oh, here. Incredible, yes. like authentic Mexican that there's no way in the world. I, I just, and I'll go ahead and put Taco Bell on that list too just because Ooh, I, I'd rather just go to every single Mexican restaurant and just forget all the uh, pseudo-Mexican things. Right. Yeah, I think the only the only argument I would make is that, that Chipotle is kind of a Tex-Mex thing. Oh, it is a little bit different, I guess. Yeah. But. But but I've, that's just me being. Snobby. I've never viewed it that. Way. I've never heard anybody. Still, say when it comes to Chipotle, it, text But I mean, that's probably exactly what it yeah, is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. It is. But when it comes to a Chick Fil A, goodbye. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. I trade everything yeah. for Don Pedro. Everything <laughs> or for Chick Fil A. Well, I mean, a Don Pedro, a Don and, a Pedro Chick-fil-A. and a Chick Fil A. That's all you need. Except they're and both closed on Sundays, so we would we would. In El Rancherito, I love El Rancherito. I just love it. The guys there. I are do just too. Incredible. El Rancherito is great. Yeah. All right, we gotta we gotta bring it back in. Okay, sorry. So busy drive. I'm hungry, but uh, yeah, I think another reason why I hope we're kind of in the the last days and Jesus comes back soon. Uh, you guys been to Walmart recently, and like you you start shopping and you realize you realize too late that there's arrows in oh, the yeah. aisles. So like oh, yeah, one yeah, way aisles, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, that I always was, go down the wrong one. Yeah, the worst part I think is is whenever you know you walk past that aisle and you take eight steps down the aisle, but the arrow is halfway down the aisle and you don't see it till then, and then you have to turn. I'm I I feel like a fool. Yeah, what do you do? What do I do? Because I feel like a like. <laughs> well, do I listen? Well, I'm a teacher. You need to li- You need you to need follow to fo- directions, follow Deacon. <laughs> follow the rules, Deacon. But I'm like, I also have like that little bit in me, like oh, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Can't tell you me. Can't what tell to me what to do. Can't tell me what aisle to go down. Little piece of duct tape <laughs> yeah that that one well the yeah, other that's day that's getting a little irritating the I other agree. day i was going for peanut butter and the peanut butter is kind of at the end of the aisle but the arrow was pointing the other direction so i'm like shoot i i seriously went all the way down a different aisle and all the way back up to the peanut butter because i wanted <laughs> to follow the aisle well i tell you what it may not be a bad idea for most of us who shop at walmart myself top of the list to get some extra exercise anyway yeah a few more steps you know, if you want to, if you really want peanut butter which i really do you know, it may take me another, another yeah, you're mile. Not it's an essential. It. You're it's not, an essential, for sure. <laughs> you're not skipping peanut butter. 
All right. Well, another reason that, you know, I kind of hope we're in the last times and Jesus, I pray you come back soon. Um, there has been no sports on. Oh, um, my. my and I think that's getting to everyone. We're all hurting. It hurts. There's nothing to watch. I think the other day on ESPN, they were showing bags and the, the guys had masks on. <laughs> that was the weirdest What do you mean part? bags? <laughs> it was well, bags, kind of like bags or cornhole or whatever you call it. Oh, like it. where you play at a barbecue? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on ESPN now. It's professional, and it's like one right after another. They just throw them right into the... Were they like professional bags? Yeah, yeah I actually yeah. saw a shot that was on ESPN because ESPN has nothing else. Right. It was on SportsCenter. And South and it, Korean baseball. Oh, oh yeah. South Korean baseball. What's that been like? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys you guys must be going and you know, throwing some fits here because you're both huge soccer fans. It hurts not being able to finish out the season whenever there were only like eight or nine games yeah, left. We're big Liverpool fans. If you guys like soccer, you should watch Liverpool with us. Come on. It's a, we're building a we, small little Liverpool There's a whole community. culture there. We by really itself. tried to actually, like, we've had conversations about what friends we can get involved in Effingham to where we can grow the Liverpool, like, fan community in Effingham because we, we travel a lot to, like, St. Louis and places like that where there's actually, like, a really awesome soccer community to go and, you know, hang out with other people. And that's, it's One a whole of, different lifestyle over there, though. But I, no doubt. I mean, I was in Florida a few weeks ago, and my brother's neighbor is from England, and he was from like Southampton or somewhere oh. down on the coast, on the coast, like Brighton or Southampton. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that he's an Everton fan. I'm like, well, why are you an Everton nope. fan? He goes, well, Get out. he goes, growing up, that's all we had on TV. You know, the other the other smaller clubs weren't well, really advertised. He said, however, every English boy growing up, you had to be on a team. You oh, had yeah. to have a club, and that was also the same as saying a gang affiliation. Oh, for sure, yeah, pretty much. And he said you would not believe the violence. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's gotten better. Girl, it's toned down. It's toned down a lot. Yeah, he he. I mean, he's probably in forties. Yeah. So he yeah. and he was a kid. He was talking about when he was a kid, but still, it's just amazing. Like uh, the whole there's a whole different culture. Oh, there's there, some so. great. There are some really I great books like written on that. Ever since the Premier League established in yes. early nineties, I know you guys are excited because they're so good and everything. But you, it's probably good to have a break because they lost we, like no, two no, straight no, no. there. We were two games away from winning every like winning the title, and then they canceled. There's so the many season. cups. I don't even know what they mean anymore. Yeah. There are a lot. Anyways. Actually, that's something that our coach has spoken on, but we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for hockey. Get the Blues back. All right, yeah. Get yeah, the Blues back. Fun. I think this whole thing was set up to get rid of the NHL season so the Blues could not win their second Stanley Cup. That's what I think it is. My conspiracy theory, conspiracy. we're bringing Michael Jordan back up. It's been 20 years. Man, the last <laughs> dance has taken over. That's a good show, Oh, though. it's so good. It's good. so good. Yeah, I have. I grew up then. I watched it all. I don't need to watch it again 30 years later. So Well, I'm it done. was cool for me because I was such a kid there. Yeah. Yeah. Then, oh, that was um, cool for you. Towards the tail end of Michael's career, I kind right. of remember. Yeah, I was. I'm actually at the part where they play the Pacers in '98. Right. Yeah, I remember you going remember to that. a friend's house with you to watch it. Yeah. yeah anyways, I mean, we're six it's or big, seven. That's it like is a big deal. Age. I just for if, whatever reason, I have no interest to relive it again. If you don't like sports, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> for those of us that do, it's been a it's been a rough time, and we we're praying Jesus comes back. All right, another one. I I kind of want to, you know, I kind of hope. Jesus comes back is um you know before this no one knew who the governors were <laughs> that anyway, is so other than right? Arnold, other than Arnold Schwarzenegger for the, his short stint yeah. in California or Jesse was, the Body Ventura oh for sure but other than that you're right no one knew governors nope nope and now, now we know lots of governors now they're just household names and we're all waiting on what they're going to say next I'm ready to go back to the times where no one knew who this guy was. Can I tell you? Can I tell you one thing's for sure though? I know. I know. I don't know what a gerund is, but I know for sure that people cannot spell Pritzker's name. Oh, they, it's tough, man. Like yeah. looking at most of the governors, you you see a lot of interesting spellings of Pritzker. That's for sure. Who's it's, Pritzker? It's better. Th- <laughs> it's better than Blagojevich or whatever. Oh my! Yeah. Uh, let's. Yeah. I mean, we've had a rough. Yeah. Illinois, we know our governors pretty well because usually there's there's issues the issues later. Yeah. But I, but across the country now though, you're right. We're knowing some names of other governors from other country, other countries, other states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't good because now it's going to be even more of a fight for president election, presidential elections. I know and, it's going to go from forty uh, in the field to to hundred and forty. Yeah. States' rights is I've heard, I always get that conversation brought back up in a, in a lot of like. And it's interesting to see it play out, but there's a lot of tension. And I I feel like whenever you have a lot of like almost superstar governors like that, like 
you, you kind of you almost start getting that mindset. I was just getting comfortable with being getting to the point of where I didn't feel like I had to talk politics at all with anybody. Oh, and now it's all come back. Now it's coming back. It's summertime. Summertime. It's great to be out with friends and you don't <laughs> want to talk politics. You just want to enjoy it. But there you go. Every, Hence the last dance. That's why everybody's talking about exactly. that. Exactly. Oh, Avoid I'd everything much rather else. talk about that. Uh, yeah. And, and kind of finally the last reason that uh, I kind of hope Jesus is coming back is that, well, okay. So I'm trying to, my, my, my little brother is getting married soon and I'm one of the best men. And so I'm I'm trying to put together a bachelor party for him. And it is impossible to do any sort of gathering, any sort of party. Everything's canceled. So and all the fun stuff he would like. Yeah. Cuz it's going to be I mean, we say bachelor party. I mean, he's he's a believer. It's not going to be like bachelor uh, party. Yeah, I guess I should clarify it, that. I'm talking like take him skydiving. I think, yeah, I, think, like, I think nowadays he people, people know what you mean by bachelor party. I don't think there has to be a lot of the explicit stuff that goes on nowadays. Well, I mean, we went camping. We had a Yeah, we, we had went a blast. camping for yours. And yeah. we can't even do that. I thought about that. We can't even do that. So, like, people are – people's um, gatherings, like, You're people like, just miss it, you know? Either this thing needs to go away now or Jesus needs to come back. Jesus needs to come back. And that would be the better option. But. Yeah, we're all getting we're all getting stir crazy. We know the governors. We can't watch sports. Our internet's sometimes lousy. You know, <laughs> we have the one way aisles at Walmart, and we have to sit at Steak and Shake drive through for thirty minutes. And life's rough, man. <laughs> tell you what, first world problems. First world problems, yeah. exactly. Hashtag first first world. Problems. But that's culture. Hey, yeah. that was culture comment. Thanks, Drew. Hey, that's what I'm here for. And we have come to the end of another episode. Yeah, another great episode, I might add. This was a fun one. It's always fun. I mean, always, but I don't know. This one was this extra one was nice. fun. Yeah, it was nice. A little extra fun for you here at Underground. And anyway, we have got a couple of things going on, uh, and that's about it. <laughs> we, were joking around, <laughs> we were joking around last week about everything's kind of shut down. But we do have uh, a church on Sundays, of course, church at home, 9, 9 a.m., Get on Facebook, or you can look at us on the website, go to YouTube, whatever, and uh, find us. So it's a worship time, and we have these challenges that are going out right now called Prove It Challenges. I love this. Yeah, the first Prove It Challenge we had was get your family together and do bottle flips. Mm-hmm. And so people are submitting videos, and we get to see some of those this Sunday. Next challenge we're going to have, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you, is going to be Pet Tricks. So if you're listening to the podcast, that's the first time we've ever said that. But it'll come up Sunday. They'll tell you Sunday that for the ne- next week. Submit a video Submit a video with yeah. your pet doing a trick. Exactly right. Does Bear, your dog, do any tricks? Yeah, and he'll, he'll be in it. Don't worry. What, is, what does he do? Uh, not much. But uh, <laughs> he's definitely going to be doing something. Yeah, my dog just likes to lay down and have you scratch your belly. That's her trick. There you lay go. Down. That's the trick. Yeah. Hey, just film it and, and send it in. That's all we need. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, we last week, we talked talking about challenges. Last week, you, on the culture comment, you got talking about the um, ice bucket challenge and how that's kind of passe right. in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's still fun. Old news. It's still good stuff. But it's like we were just challenging people to come up with some new ideas. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. And I love the ice bucket challenge. It was fun. You Somebody, did it. A couple of people challenged me. I did it. It was freezing. But uh, we had some other ideas. And what we said was, we, we came up, you came up with like five ideas. Great ones. Great ones. Yeah, thank uh, you. Some of them I'll never, ever do, like the hot bucket challenge, hot water challenge. But Hot anyway, water challenge is brilliant. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, it was brilliant. Catch a duck. Uh, and then we had blindfolded, catch a duck blindfolded challenge. Uh-huh. That was a good one. And then we had do your own haircut blindfolded. Yeah, a lot of lot, blindfolded lot of challenges. Blindfolded. It's funnier when you can't see what's going on. Yeah, it just is. And then uh, what was it? We had a couple other ones, but they're escaping me right now. But uh, we what we did was you put out there for any of our listeners to remark on our Facebook page, and I uh, with uh, their own challenge, creative challenge. And so we had a few. Uh, one of them was learn a TikTok TikTok dance with your whole family and film that. that that's a good challenge. Okay. Great idea. Another one is make a family handshake. Like, All right. Like uh, when we did the Engage um, student conference, we used to have our own Engage handshakes. Okay. And make them up. So make up your own family handshake and film that. Uh, a couple other challenges that were thrown out there was like the facial hair challenge. Like just let it grow. Let it grow, let it grow. And, and almost creative. 
most creative facial oh, hair. Oh, most creative. That kind okay. of, I mean, I'm throwing that, that out on my own. No, I'd like that. See Anything if I can, with facial hair. Yeah, grow out a handlebar. And then someone else said, someone said also a food challenge. Food. And it was Jim Carroll, and he loves food. And so he was saying, like, any sort of food challenge, doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Man like versus that. food. It's like, which food is tastier? Yeah. To eat as much of this as possible as fast as I know as we can. can any way any way we want to he doesn't care how we makes, form it just any sort of anything to do with the food who makes the most exquisite you know right. ben, yeah eggs benedict or something the only the only thing i would say it, it goes deep in my life because i've i've been doing food challenges my whole life and have lost yeah so that's why <laughs> several I'm, times a day i i challenge myself <laughs> with a plate of food <laughs> <laughs> and I lose that challenge every time. Um, so anyway, so that's that is. There are some great ideas. If you, it's still up there on Facebook. If you want to comment, if you've got a great idea for a challenge, that'd be awesome. Also, we have some Zoom Bible study groups that we've started that we wanted you to know about. And if you're interested in that, all you got to do is click on the banner that's there next to the church at home on Sunday morning, or you can go to our website and click on. Uh, some banner there that we have for Zoom Bible study groups. There are four-week Bible study groups. You just join, and we put you in a group with people, get you on Zoom, and you got four uh, four days, basically, basically four one-hour sessions once a week uh, through a, through the Bible in some different. Uh, the ones we're doing right now, a couple of studies we're going through Philippians in four weeks. So, and that's not even that long. So, no. an hour. So, I mean, so that's one episode. Commitment. One episode on Netflix. You That's know. right. Yeah. It's quarantine. So I tell you what, you can change your life with two hours a week, three hours a week, church at home, Zoom Bible study group, and New Hope Underground. I was going to say, you better give us our own <laughs> shout out. Of course. No one else is going to shout us out. So we've got we've to shout our own selves out. Come on, people. Shout us out. So anyway, yeah, speaking of shout outs, we give shout outs on here all the time. Oh, Just yeah. people that we, that we uh, want to comment on or see. Incredible people doing incredible things all the time. Uh, I just want to give a, a shout out to uh, a couple people who I've noticed, just a person, I won't get into names or anything, but people who have been helping other people out where they didn't have to. Either way, it was just buying some them some groceries or uh, taking them a gift card or different things like that. I just think that stuff's incredible when you're looking out for the person next to you. Someone was telling me once, uh, hey, I really want to... Um, I really think it's cool that we help somebody else out, especially that they're in our church. And I think that's great, but don't confine yourself to that. Jesus sure didn't. He didn't say, well, only if you're a certain church or a certain club or a certain gang am I going to help you. He helped out anybody in need. So uh, if the person next door to you is, is, is someone who even denies Christ and is blasphemous in their life, uh, show them kindness anyway. Uh, Jesus said we are to love our enemies, and we are to give mercy to those who do not return it. Don't expect return. Just do it because the Holy Spirit told you to. All right. Hey, this has been a great episode. We're out of here, Drew Hansen. <laughs>